yo what's going on everybody it is 9 p.m thursday night and where else are you gonna be but right here with me and mike on the mike and miss show what up dog yes 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 <laughs> right here is where you should be especially tonight dude what, what else, else could you be do? doing right right what what, what, what is there to do on a thursday night other than watch two idiots in new england nothing. talk about combat nothing. sports I'm no way you, nothing dude. I'm telling you, if you're not if you're not with us, you're not living your life right. That's the that's the truth about it. And if you don't have a good haircut, Mike, you, where should they possibly go? Where, you where could you go? Let me see. Oh, you could go right to there? Uh, oh the shave parlor. That's right. You could go <laughs> to the shave parlor if you're walking around. Your hair's all messy and crazy, and people are looking at you funny. You need to get over to the shave parlor. Certified shave and fade masters and beard specialists, Jay Omar Heather and Naughty Nate. They're down there and they're giving fades. They're giving temps. They're doing whatever you need to look fresh at Hooking 101 Del eyebrows. Prado. Uh, yeah, 101 Del Prado. Yeah, cut your eyebrows down. And Cape Coral, Florida. Get over there and get it right. Get fresh. Yep. Well, maybe Naughty Nate will be watching this weekend. Hey, and if you want to win some money this weekend on the doubleheader, BKFC 53 and BKFC Thailand 5, get your ass over to at BK Bet Shark on Instagram, check him out, hit his link, pay the $50 a month, and just listen to his advice on what where to put your money on these cards. Because if you do, you're most likely going to take home some cash and stack up your account. If you don't like money, don't follow the BK Bet Shark. But if yeah, you want to make some money, if you want to rake in the cash like the shark himself, get over at BK Bet Shark and follow the man and mike we got one more oh yes we do as you can see on the screen dynamic life weight loss sexual health and anti-aging dynamic life was founded by a team of medical professionals with over 25 years of experience in regenerative medicine anti-aging weight loss and sexual wellness take back control of your life now go to www.livedynamic.com and become a patient in just 20 seconds and check out the Dynamic Life Instagram page at Live Dynamic. And that's live without an E. Live Dynamic. Boom. You know, if you need those bony meds, maybe, or some some ooh cream. I was watching some of their videos, dude. It's pretty awesome. And I got to be honest with you. I know about all these products because my wife worked for Pure Romance. Uh-huh. Different company that does different things. But yeah. they definitely had some products very similar to Live Dynamic. But if if... You guys want to have a little more, a little more oomph in your sex life. You want to like, you know, shed some pounds, you know, what time this time of the year is when everyone starts to get fat anyway. So <laughs> you might as well get on there and uh, follow, follow that place too. get, make yourself a patient in under 20 seconds and, uh, you know, live a better life, dynamic life. Yeah. And uh, real quick, before we move on, uh, if this can be a weird, weird segue, cause I'm segueing from boner pills to, Hey, <laughs> It's my daughter's birthday today. Happy oh. birthday, Brooklyn. Yep. Seven. The big seven. The Can big six. The it? big so. six plus one, dude. That's yep. big. Brooklyn's seventh birthday. Happy birthday, Brooklyn. What'd you guys do? Did you do anything for today? Yeah, we and, did something. We did a, you know, we did a cake. We, she wanted McDonald's for dinner. What kid doesn't want a happy meal for dinner? That's what she got. Got her a couple of little gifts, but the big parties this weekend, we're going to like one of those indoor play places with a bunch of her friends. So that should be fun. Yo. I'll be chasing me and my brother will be chasing them through that thing. Like we're monsters for two hours. Yo. You know, so Brookie loves Donnie's dude. 
Yeah, yeah, she loves Donnie's. That's what she called it when she was growing up. She didn't call it McDonald's. She called it Donnie's. So it almost sounded Donnie's. like you were going to like a Donnie's. small diner somewhere, like yeah. a nice little <laughs> diner for breakfast. You want to go to Donnie's? Yeah, what a freaking awesome kid. Yeah, and she's like the sweetest little girl ever. And then you got your demon seed right, right following right behind oh, yeah. her. Yep. Happy well, birthday to Brooklyn for sure. Devil. That's what it is. <laughs> There it is. Hey, we got another awesome show. We got one guest for tonight. We did two guests this whole week. Nick Chapman, because he runs all them things out there in, in BKFC Asia. And we got the one that's building the women's division within the BKFC. She is the women's division coordinator. And uh, she's putting in that work and she's building it. It's been needing to be built and it's going. It's oh, yeah. growing. Here she is live from Orlando down at BKFC 53, Jules Gray. Hey guys, hello, hello. How are you? Oh, you know, you know, we're good, Jules. We'd be better if we were in Orlando at the Joe Weeder, Mr. Olympia festivities and uh, watching. Why would I love to be there? 53, but you know what? We're home, we're safe, so we're good. Well, happy birthday, Brooklyn. First off, amazing, Brookie. She's a Libra, right? You tell me. <laughs> I'm not good with the signs. Didn't we do this last week at work, Kyle? We had like a 20 minute uh, conversation with like people in the turn in section at our work. And uh, there was a couple of females that were going through everyone's signs. And we were like, I don't even know. I'm a Leo. So is that what it is right now? A Libra? It's Libra season. I don't Libra. think it's changed over to anything else, but. You know, I don't know the ending of Libra season. I'm a Libra. David Feldman's a Libra. We actually share the same birthday. So Libra's rock. Well, <laughs> and, and, and this was recent, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember. Yeah, it was the I... same, same day, right? Was yeah. It the same? Yeah, that, yeah, same day, because I think I, me I messaged you. I you did. Because I'm a nice guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry, <laughs> Jules. Jules, of course, didn't. <laughs> Jules, I, I'm an Jules. asshole. I'm sorry, and I apologize. Happy belated birthday to you and David. I mean, I you guys you. are living. I got your, your get back when your birthday comes around. I'm gonna act like you just do not exist <laughs> for five right. years. You wouldn't be the only. <laughs> you wouldn't be the only person that's gonna ignore my birthday this year. So I'm, I'm sure. In but five Jules, years randomly she'll just be like hey kyle happy 42nd birthday yeah yeah, yeah. like wait what <laughs> you guys want to know something amy's birthday is tomorrow my wife's birthday is tomorrow morning or tomorrow Amazing. november 3rd so oh, happy she's, birthday yeah i won't say Crazy. her age but she's older than me by 30 days so you guys Ooh. can figure that part out Oof, i think i just Christine said it. is older than me by 30 days oh, oh 30 wow. days wow. yeah wow yeah like That's 28 i think yeah, a a Amy is the third, and I'm the fourth of December. So, well, I think she's 31 days, whatever, whatever it is. But hey, <laughs> Jules, we needed to get you on here. We needed to get you on here because we got a women's fight this weekend, but we got a couple women's fights coming up in December in Salt Lake City. You're doing your thing, building this, building these divisions up. The 115 is growing. The 125 is growing. We're supposed to have a 135 fight tomorrow, but it turned into a 150 pounder. Oh yeah, um, let's talk about that. Let's start off. Let's let's do that. Let's start off. Let's start with what is fresh. What put the me rot in the fire. Yo, rot in there. Yeah, yes, yes. Let's do that since it's fresh on everybody's mind. Uh, how the hell did this happen? What 
went wrong? What's going on down there in Orlando? You know, um, we take multiple precautions as a promotion to make sure that this unprofessionalism does not happen with our athletes. And sometimes it seems to slip right by. Um, We do multiple weight checks leading up to the day of our fights. Um, Usually, you know, a month out, two weeks out, seven days out, three days out. And then when I caught this particular weight, um, seven days out, we were submitted a video that um, said she was seven pounds overweight. And um, we knew that was an easy weight cut for a female. As you guys know, you know, the generalized amount that a, that a female cuts is anywhere from five to 10 pounds. So seven pounds is, you know, nothing. We, we get um, red flagged if, if a lady is uh, 10% her body weight fat over you know by the time it's a week out from her fight we did not receive those flags um and then um whenever this athlete came in um she weighed in and was 21 pounds over the night prior to our weigh-ins so So, hold on jules was she seven she was supposedly seven pounds off of the 135 or seven or do days you, out. Okay. Or do, I was going to say, do you guys want them like within within ten pounds? So like you know, what I mean, like you want them within ten pounds of the of the weigh-in weight, and she was seven pounds to that. But no, you're saying she was seven. She was supposedly seven pounds over one thirty-five. We want we want every athlete to be within ten percent of their contracted weight yeah. for the fight. Wow. Okay. And then so she comes. So she showed up 100... twenty. Let's say their fight is at 170 pounds. We want them 17 pounds within mm-hmm. their because you can safely cut 10% of your your weight at your weight cut, you know? Wow. So what is going on with the fight? So obviously they had to renegotiate. We heard that Crystal had to like re rehydrate and reload and put some weight back on, which is crazy. But you know what? She was probably pretty happy to. She's now going to be fight. happy about that. Yeah, she's going to be she's going to be fighting at her like walk around weight right now. Uh, right. So, well, she's, but it, so, it was there was there a renegotiation with the fight purse and, and is is Crystal happy to be fighting? Absolutely. Her? So you know, whenever this happens, there's a few things that go on. First off, if we have a fight that's a week out and we get submitted videos that's over ten percent, we revisit those contracts and we renegotiate. We move up the weight. You know, so the other person, so your opponent has a chance not to cut. Unfortunately, last night when Crystal did first come in, she was only a pound and a half away from from her fight weight, which meant she would have pretty much floated that overnight and would have woke up on weight. So she had already put in the hard work and the determination that it takes to cut down to that size. Um, So when this happens, it's... uh, you know, Crystal wasn't pleased about it, but Crystal's really a trooper. Um, I gave Crystal's team several options. I did have an alternative um, fight that I was going to just remove the entire fight and put a separate fight onto this card. Um, shout out to uh, Sydney Smith. Man, that girl was about to take a fight on a 10-hour notice from me. Whoa. And... Having fighters that are willing to do that um, means the world because sometimes you have things like this happen and you just, 
you can't control it. You know, um, literally she was going to hop on a plane within 30 minutes, get here. She had all her medicals up to date. She was fight ready. She, she was ready to go. Um, unfortunately, Crystal did say, Hey, uh, you know what, what I would like to, to do is keep this fight because I trained for Jordan and, and everything that I based my fight camp around was based on Jordan. So I, I would rather come up and wait. And Crystal did it. I mean, we got with her coach. Jihad is an amazing coach. He, he really negotiated really well with us. And he just, um, you know, got her in there and put her weight on and, you know, the commission worked with us and we were able to get them close enough where we could continue the fight on Crystal's wishes. Wow. So mm -hmm. this was supposed to be at 135 pounds. And I was going to ask you about that division in particular. You've been doing um, a, a hell of a good job with the 115 and the 125ers. I was counting online and I don't know because the BKFC app, no, no offense to anybody, but I don't know if these numbers are accurate right now. They have 1,715 pounders listed and they have 30 flyweights listed. Now I was looking at some of them flyweights. A few of them are not around anymore. And I think one's in prison. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, I'm not too sure about that 30 number, but do you, I wanted to ask you about this 135. Before we go to the other ones, do we have more 135ers coming in? Were you trying to like kick something off? Because we just had the um, Monica Franco and, and Courtney Cameron fight out there. To uh, Tony Tallman fought uh, Christine, uh, Crystal this her, in the previous fight. And now we had this one. There's really not a whole ton of girls in that division. Do you have new girls coming in? Is that your new focus? Yeah, you know, um, when I first started, I made my focus the 115 division. I've got it pretty stacked right now. I've got it to a comfortable place where I feel like I can really move my 115 girls and I have a variety of matches for them. And as soon as we build some of these debuts up, I think there's going to be, you know, unlimited amounts of room to really um, move those girls the way we want to and build them to get closer to Britain and 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 stack that title shot just one on top of another um, which is ultimately what I want to do for our champions across the board Christine Faria in the 125 division you know um, it's been hard for our champions uh, a lot of the girls that are that are beneath them don't have enough fights in order to take the title yet or they're just not really ready or to that point in their career where they they want that title shot so our champions have been sitting a little longer than what they deserve. And so that's been a lot of my focus since I've started. Um, I'm still slacking a little bit in the 125 division. I'm trying to pick that up as much as possible. I have seen a few girls and been talking, negotiating with a few girls, um, former UFC, you know, um, that really have the experience to shake up the 125 division and, and give Christine Freya a run for her money. And I hope to see that, you know, very soon. I know that Christine um, in particular really wants to test her talent and she kind of feels that she just hasn't had that shot to shine yet. Now, as far as the 135 division, what my goal for, for the 135 division is within the next six months, I want to open a title for the 135 division. So in order to do that, I need to have about 10 to 12 girls and I'm up to eight right now. 
You're up to eight right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know who all eight of these are? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I actually, okay. um, this week I signed a couple of girls in the 135 division that um, come from LFA. And these girls have got some really good talent. And, you know, Crystal's been carrying a lot of the weight in the 135 division for us. And I think it's time for her to be able to relax a little bit and get a big fight that she deserves as well. That's awesome. Um, somebody said in the comments, uh, it's amazing that this fight with Crystal is was able to be kept on the card and gave you all the credit. They said without Jules at the helm, this shit wouldn't have happened. Was the commission very hesitant to keep this fight on the card and did you have to really go to go to battle with the commission and able to keep this crystal versus jay nasty fight on there absolutely absolutely now you know if crystal hadn't been so adamant about wanting to keep this fight and the girls i hadn't seen the passion in them and then really wanting to keep this fight um it, it would have been pulled it's just not not something that represents bkfc all that well we don't like for athletes to come in unprofessional and not make weight it's it's a bad representation of of what our athletes should represent and um but when i saw how bad crystal really wanted this she put in the work she trained so hard you know then and and her coach and her team were just so adamant about about getting this fight you know and and i got to give credit to them i gave up a couple of times and i was like this just isn't happening but luckily uh tim shipman he's you know lead of commission out here in florida uh we were able to talk to him and negotiate a deal and they really worked with us and and all props to the commission out here for for you know taking into consideration you know some things that happen that we can't totally control i can't even believe that because (laughs) when she was on the show it seemed like she was very nonchalant about her weight and we always bring that up because it's a big part of fighting probably one of the worst parts to be honest i i hate it personally Mm -hmm. i never have to do it but just watching you know ufc through the years bellator wrestling in high school i didn't wrestle kyle wrestled he knows what it's about just watching these people break their bodies down every single fight to fight at a lower weight. And not everybody does it anymore. Some people are like, screw that. I'm just fighting at my own weight, but a lot of people still do it and they, and it hurts. You can see they are suffering. So to have, you know, somebody suffer possibly to get to that weight and then somebody else doesn't do it. It's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you get a little bit of a freebie there. You know, you're not as beat down when you get there in the ring. You, you didn't have to really try too hard. So yeah, I, I really can't believe she came in at that high. You you could yeah. see the toll. You could absolutely see the toll that it takes on some people's bodies. And and I'm sure Dave Mundell will be a hundred percent tomorrow because he's an adamant professional and like he's the one of the best of the best in the world right now. But you could tell when he weighed in at the official weigh-ins this afternoon. Yeah, he, he that he was he was a little drawn, man. He already looked better at the fucking ceremonial weigh-in. So, but you mm-hmm. can see the wear and tear that it that it takes on some of these guys. But you know what? These yeah, guys, and you know, they, they, they they these men and women do it and they make the weight though. So that right there, like to see Dave step on the scale today, looking like he's fucking really struggling, and then somebody show up twenty one and a half pounds overweight. I would imagine some. There's, there's some feelings going around with the other fighters. You know, and 
to really touch on that just a little bit, I think <clears throat> that a lot of people outside of these athletes, even, even as in depth as I am, I don't think I would ever understand what it really takes for them to do what they do in these weight cuts. I don't think that a lot of people understand how brutal this is on their body. I know if you step back and you just try to be disciplined for a couple of months in your diet or in, you know, what you're doing as far as eating healthier, stuff like that, like even just cutting out chips or sugar, you know, that it's so hard. These athletes literally have to be so dedicated and focused and they cannot veer from that. And they, they sacrifice time with their families. They sacrifice time with their children to be in those gyms and work as hard as they do. They sacrifice. I mean, every single time you have a friend ask you to go out and do something or to participate or hang out, you either go eat or you go drink. These athletes can't do either one of those and be mm -hmm. successful in their position, you know, or be high ranked within their position. So they have, they sacrifice that time with friends. They sacrifice that time with family. They sacrifice, they're just like us. They're normal humans. When they walk past a cheesecake factory, they want a piece of cake. They want a piece <laughs> of cheesecake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When they were out past, past an ice cream parlor, they want ice cream. But the difference is in that 1% of these athletes that truly make it to the top and they're dedicated as they are is they they're disciplined enough to say no and to stick to their goal for that ultimate placement of where they want to be and so i think we don't give them enough credit for what it really takes these weight cuts they are just so brutal and i know that a lot of people haven't really seen truly what a weight cut is but i mean these athletes what they put their body through during those weight cuts is just insane. And I wouldn't wish that on an enemy of mine, you know, and it, it's hard for me to see um, what happens with them when they're, when they're doing this, you know, how, how achy they are, how much they have to give up, how much it just really takes a toll on them. And, and you see that in the weigh-ins, you see that, you know, but they rehydrate, they get in there and then a day later they go to war in yeah. front of everybody literally for our entertainment yeah that's it's what's like, most insane i think we got a question mike you want to read that question from so, joe? joe i saw you look yeah at yeah it. so joe ivy had a question that you know along the lines of what we're talking about here she's saying given who jules lives with and see and sees what the champ goes through to keep in prime condition does she have a hard time being empathetic when weight misses like this happen i you know what i um I see the discipline and the dedication that Christine does to make weight. And I will tell you, there has not been one time within Christine's career that she has not made weight. And I have seen her literally go through the most pain and the most hard 24 hours that um, it, it's, it's very painful to watch. So when another athlete doesn't make weight, it's very hard for me to be sympathetic to that athlete because yeah. I see how much work Christine puts in to be that professional champion behavior athlete all the time, every single day. 
just like when I wake up in the morning, she doesn't want to wake up in the morning and go to the gym, but she forces herself to. Why? Because yep. she's a champion and because she takes this shit seriously. And I feel like everyone should be held to that standard if they're going to fight for us. We give an amazing platform for these athletes to transform their lives. And if they don't take it seriously enough, why should I take them seriously enough? Right, right. We, we go through something very, very similar with the military because we have a, a PT test that we have to do every year. Every person has to do it. And there's a standard that you have to meet. That's it. Right. And you also have to do height and weight. So you have to be a certain weight for your height and age group, male and female. So everyone knows what it is. Mm-hmm. And when the time comes to do these things, there's always, it's usually very, a lot of the same people that you deal with, mm-hmm. right there. And then every now and then somebody falls off and maybe they get back in shape and things are good, but we go through the same thing. So I feel the same way. It's hard for me to, to sympathize or be empathetic with people when I'm there and I see them and I go, well, let's see Monday through Friday last week. You get an hour every day paid to go to the gym, and I didn't see you there one time. I run three times a week. I have not seen you on the road one time this month. Right. You know, and you right. just go through, and it's like, and then you see, and Mike, you all, you also see what they eat for lunch, and and right the, on their break, and and yeah, tr- tr- oh, trust and me, you Mike, want Mike to can do vouch. good. You want Mike them to vouch. do good, but it's hard. <sighs> when they don't do what they're supposed to do right so yeah. it is so when i was when i was in the first arm position mike can attest to this i i didn't give a fuck about my thing was you're a fucking adult and this is your job and you know what the fuck you're supposed to do and if you can't meet that standard i don't want you in the fucking military you can get the fuck out yeah. that was yeah. my stance and unfortunately you can't be like that nowadays so like i couldn't kick a single one of these guys out but i would yeah. let them know i would say you know you want to know the truth if it was up to me you wouldn't be fucking here you wouldn't even be here in this uniform if it was up to me but you're lucky that shit's changed so get your fucking shit together you know what I mean? So yeah, I could, and I could feel for you, man. I um, I feel that way, honestly. Uh, and especially me being a woman over the women's division, you know, the good thing about that is I can be a little bit tougher on these girls than a man would be able to come in and, and be to them. You know, I can hold them to another level of their professionalism because every time I sign one of these girls, they represent me in there. My capabilities of being able to see <laughs> that this athlete really has what it takes to get in that squared circle and she's worthy of it. You know, at the end of the day, the platform that David provides for these girls, like I said, it can be life changing. And I would much rather have a girl in there that is um, dedicated and really wants to be in there and is going to use it to change their life and better their life than someone who just takes advantage of it. And I'm not saying this for every athlete that misses weight. I understand that things do happen. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just one of my strict points. Um, When I talk to these girls and when I offer them their contracts, I tell them, you know, there's, there's two things that I require of you. And it's not for you to win every single fight, but it's for you to make weight and for you to get out there and fight your heart out. I don't want to see you running around the ring. I don't want you to see you trying to put in the bare minimal possible to get in there and just survive through these rounds. You know, we have two five, we have five, two minute rounds for a reason. Two minutes is optimization of what an athlete should be able to fight at their hardest for two minutes. 
any athlete that's in shape should be able to give us two minutes per round, five times, and yeah. not gas out and not tire out to the point where they, they can't throw anymore. You know, and that's why we chose the length of the rounds that we chose is because we want that action 24-7 and we want athletes who want to go out there and prove themselves. To me, it's kind of the same exchange as college football versus the NFL. I love to watch college football. Why? Because all of college kids are so passionate when they get out on the field that you see them put their heart out there every single time. And they're not there because they're going for the goal to get into the NFL. And that's how I want it to be with every single girl. We get one to two fights on a card, one to two fights. You know, um, there's tons of men's fights compared to that. And I don't want to take advantage of those one to two slots we have by putting athletes in those positions that don't really deserve it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I love that. You got to hold them to a standard for sure. And uh, you, you don't have to rule with an iron fist, but you know, damn near, right? You got to do, you got to, you're putting out the best product in the world in this, in this uh, genre or whatever you want to call it in this little niche. You guys are the best of the best. So you got to hold them to the, to the to best standard. Definitely. Now, what, what I want to do is I want to fire some names out at you and just tell us a little bit about each one of these fighters and and then we're going to ask you about some possible like newbies coming in. Um, first one I wanted to ask you about was a girl that has fought a couple times for you this year already. She took a fight on four on eight days notice, fought Courtney Cameron out in 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 Denver, and then she went in there against the boogie woman Martina Kroll. Everyone basically thought she was putting on the chop, getting put on the chopping block against. Um, against martina who you know the jab machine there and and she came out with the win tell us a little bit about gabrielle roman and and what your thoughts are on her since coming into the bkfc you know um gabrielle roman is is basically one of these athletes that i'm talking about that you know she contacted me and she told me a little bit about her situation and, and she, she's went public about this. So I, so I feel comfortable speaking a little freely on her. Um, you know, she was, she was living in a, in a shelter at the time. And, uh, you know, when she hit me up on social media, um, she had her kids there and she was like, you know what, Joel's like, I'm, I'm begging you to just give me this shot. And I promise you, I won't let you down, you know, um, She's like, I'll, I'll do anything it takes. And she literally said, Jules, if I have to eat shit for the first couple of fights, just to prove to you, like, I'm willing to do that. I need this in my life, you know, give me a shot. And, um, she had been to a tryout before and, and there was a little bit of interest in her and her team kind of pulled her away from it and said, she, she, this just wasn't the sport for her. So I know that um, she was kind of passed up a little bit in the beginning. And um, I went back and I reviewed some of her film and I really looked into her. And after having a couple of conversations with her on the phone, I, I really felt she had that it factor of being able to come in and be a dog. This girl is a dog. She stepped in the, in the ring with Courtney Cameron, um, went two weight classes above her regular weight class on an eight day notice. And, um, and with Courtney Cameron, she, um, actually when she reweighed in, I know there was a, there was like a 20, 25 pound difference between Courtney Cameron and Gabriel Roman. 
And I remember this moment so clearly. I was walking behind. This was one of the first matches that I had I had put on by myself. And um, I was walking behind David Feldman. He looks back at me and he's like, are you sure she has this? Because we could still stop the fight right now. <laughs> and I was like, I believe in her. I, I really believe in her. I think she's got this. And he's like, you think? I was like, she's got this. She's got this. And she, sure she, enough, she went five rounds. And, you know, it was a very good fight. I mean, for her to be, you know, is the true David and Goliath story, if you ask me, you know. Right. And then and then her follow-up fight. She's in the comments right now thanking yep. you for the opportunity. She <laughs> says she will make you proud. And I don't I don't doubt her, man. We had her on last week. I think it was last week we talked to her, right, Mike? I believe it was last week. week. This whole yeah. week, this last weekend was so long. I feel like it's, it was three weeks yeah. ago. But. but either way, she's great. She was a good a really great conversation. And and like obviously we're fans of hers after watching her first two fights. I can't wait to see what's next. She told us that she's she said, you know. Everyone can't talk. Nobody can break any news ever. So she, so she said that she, she is a backup for an upcoming fight. And we're like, okay, God, who is it? No, can't tell. So I started, I started firing out guesses. I said, all right, well, listen, we're not stupid fucking idiots. Right. So Taylor Starling put a fucking post up about starting camp. And like a day later, Jenny Savage put a post up about camps in session. So obviously those two are in camp. Yeah. I don't think it's been announced yet, but we're yeah. going to go unofficially. Unofficially. We're going to say that that's happening. Is she the backup? For that <laughs> very, fight? Pro very probable. Is she, is she the backup <laughs> for that fight? Hmm. Well, you know, um, in Maybe. order for, in <laughs> order you for well, 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 I don't know. <laughs> you know, you in order for um, Taylor Starling to fight Jenny Savage, it's probably going to have to be dropped down to 115. And since this would be Taylor Starling's first cut down to 115, it would kind of be smart to have a backup at 115 just in case, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah um, I feel like you have so, just like you said, you had a backup for this fight. You, just that's, that's if best, it were right? to ever like happen, that. I mean, if it was to well, ever happen, that would make a lot of sense. And smart people smart have figured these things out. Wicked All smart, right. <laughs> wicked smart. You, another one that you mentioned earlier, you said you love her. She was ready to step in on a day's notice. Sydney Smith. Now, Sydney Smith came out there, she got a win over Andy, Andy Wynn, right. Mm -hmm. And then what was her second fight? Her second fight was a banger too. What was that? Melanie Shaw? Melanie Shaw. Oh yep. man. Talk a little about a mm -hmm. little bit about Sydney. Like Sydney kind of was winning everybody over just, just like Gabby was. Yeah. You know, Sydney came in and in the beginning, um, that, that first fight with Andy, Wynn, um, she caught a lot of traction, uh, there was a lot of people who, you know, she, she got on, I love that she embraces who she is. You know, she's a country girl wholeheartedly comes out. She, she doesn't pretend to be anything. She's not, she's just a straight shooter. Um, she's, I, I love working with her because like I said, she's down to do whatever it takes. And I can tell you, I've called her in a couple of times as, you know, um, to pick up slack or, or fill in for me when, when another fighter, you know, was injured or dropped out of a fight or anything that happened. She has never once that she picked up the phone said no to me. And there's value in that a lot. Whenever it comes to a position like I have, 
that sometimes things like this are out of my control. Um, so that credibility alone. And then I love that she got onto a show and she talked about, she has this thing called the, this, this Cindy, Cindy stare or something that yes, when she goes into fight dance, mode, uh, like her eyes get, yeah, Sundance stare. There you go. Like her eyes get really <laughs> big and like buggy and she kind of, she embraces that. Uh, yeah. And she's like, this is like my thing, you know? So I love that she, she can come out here and she can just be herself and, and just go at it. Like I never have to worry about a boring fight with her. I know when she stepped in with Melanie Shaw, Melanie Shaw came in, I think a couple of pounds overweight or a pound and a half overweight. Um, and, and that was a, a difficult moment for Sydney because she's faced adversity um, throughout her career with a lot of people coming in overweight, you know, with her. And so it's a very um, disrespectful conversation, not, you know, for her as well. But I got to tell you, she handed, handled it very gracefully. You know, um, she's always, when I've called her and said, hey, I know I thought I had this fight for you, but I don't. You know, she's like, okay, I'm going to stay ready. I'm going to stay ready. And that's just the, the type of athlete you want on your roster. You know, you do. I got to bring up her comment that she just said she's got BKFC blue balls right now. <laughs> <laughs> she's ready to explode. She's, mm -hmm. She she was right on the edge. And then it got she was, <laughs> I mean, she packed her bag. She was ready to get on a flight within hours. And BKFC get, blue balls. I, I love it. Nah, <laughs> like, like I said, you've been doing, you've been doing your thing, pulling in, not just like, Na just not just names but people that have backstories too and and the reason why i brought up gabby and, and sydney is because they do have a, like a cool backstory um they really do we have we have people in the comments that are ask asking questions mike do you want to bring up those two there because um, uh, um about <laughs> about the taylor to starling fight is that yeah, what you're talking yeah, about yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. i know right it's not announced or anything but we yeah it's not announced right we're hypothetically <laughs> we put a couple of one plus one equals two type of thing and so we're Joe Ivy just happened to mention about, you know, having a backup fighter and just in case Taylor Starling, then boobies don't make the weight cut, she says. And then lo and behold, Taylor Starling is in the comments and she said, these titties going to make the weight, Joe Ivy. <laughs> she, I love she, Taylor Starling. I have yeah. to tell you guys this. Listen, oh, this listen she, she said, Jules. Jules, I don't know if there's a fight to announce or not, but she says she's on point already. Already. Because, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. She's so, always ready. Yeah, because she is one of those athletes that stays ready for me all the time. That I have called her on a couple of times as well when I've had a fight to fall through, and I've been like, hey, this is a potential. Would you be interested? She's like, put me in. Put me in, coach. Put me in. I'm ready I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so Taylor Starling is a breeze to work with. I love working with her as well. I mean, I actually have a roster of amazing, amazing athletes. I really do. Oh, I yeah, mean, sure. they each just grasp my heart in one way or the other. There is like almost no one that I don't like or don't get along with in that community. This, this, mm -hmm. this community, BKFC, I just love it so much. I really do. I do too. I think BKFC is just so, um, it, it really feels like a network of family members. Like it's so oriented and so embracing that um, it's, it's really something that, hi doc, <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, is that Dr. Don Muzi? 
Don Moosey. <laughs> hey, Moosey. The, the yes. infamous Don Moosey. I love that guy, too. Not, not Him to and his wife too, are the nicest people ever. Not to go they too are. far. Yeah, they are. They're always super nice. We got caught mm -hmm. at a uh, an airport with them one time, and we were just chit-chatting away. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're so the nice. Thing, and that's the thing. You know, I've been to a lot of other organizations and people who have that sort of status within the organization as a, you know, doctor – they, they don't really speak much. They won't hang out with you. You know, Don, yeah. every time I see Dr. Muzzy, he's always giving us and fighters hugs. You know, he's just mm -hmm. always available to help anyone. I've seen him call fighters outside of their fight camp, their fights and everything because he heard they were sick and asked if he could help them. Like, he just really has a big heart. His wife is just truly amazing. I can't say enough good things about the BKFC staff in general and just the environment that we're put in, you know? Yeah. Everyone's very dedicated. Like, like him and his wife, they're dedicated to that job. And he's here. He's, he's helping push the for the sport forward um, with all the work that, that he's been doing. But to, uh, to go back on what we were talking about, about this being like family, when we were in Denver, like I wake up in the morning and I go downstairs to eat breakfast and, you know, I see a couple of people sitting there. So I sit down with them and then we're taught, then you come down and you're like, kind of just looking around and you're like, Oh, let me get some food room. I'm going to say, hey, sit right here. Then Kyle's down. And then, you know, maybe Ben comes down and then we, when then we, but people just start changing out. One person gets up, another person sits down, one fighter gets up, another one, then a manager. And then, and it's like, you can just sit there and it's so comfortable. Like I, I, I'm sitting there eating my breakfast. I got my coffee. I sit down there for like an hour and a half and talk to like 20 different people. <laughs> and we just chit chat about everything mm -hmm. from the fights to, you know, we were talking about your daughter at one point, And then you're talking about, um, misfit getting her teeth. And it, it was like a whole thing, you know? And, and I don't know. It's just such a very comfortable community. I, I love yeah. it so Funny. much. It, mm -hmm. I, I call this the breakfast club and I think I'm going to keep that from now on. That's, that's what the <laughs> name is. It's the breakfast club. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we get together and we, we just chit chat and hang out. And I, and I really do love it. You I should love turn to start it into a reality life. show. Yeah. We should go Some live. We talk about. <laughs> <laughs> go live at, at events, at the events. We go yeah. live every morning from the fucking breakfast. Right. Area. Then they kick us out of the hotel because they can't get any privacy. <laughs> anyway, like, these guys are always live. Get them out. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jules, so we're going to do something with you because we, you know, that Mike and I are always on top. Like, I, I think that we're always on top of like, who's out there? Who are the Love free it. agents? Who are the free? Like, as mm -hmm. soon as I find out that somebody's a free agent from one of these other organizations, I'm messaging Jules and I'll fuck. Yep. I'll t I'm not Doesn't matter lying she knows about or not. that. We're going to tell don't, her. I don't know if she's going to know or not. I'm going to send you some shit. Um, I'm going to fire a few names pictures up on the screen and you can just say whether you guys have had any contact or haven't had any contact or you might be interested all right and but you're trying for, to get me in trouble but i got you but the first one none no, of no, the first one was announced to have already been signed to bkfc a very long time ago it's this one right here felice herrig what is the deal with the little bulldog felice herrig it was announced probably a year ago that she signed but nothing ever came of that. Is she on your you know, radar? She actually is on my radar. Originally, Felice Herring was signed with the potential of fighting Christine Faria. Um, and, and I still think we would love to see that fight. So, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully getting the numbers right with her and 
getting her to um, step in there and comfortably get a little bit of of experience and then and then take her shot at the title that's what i would love to see is that what the hold up has has it been a money thing for her or i know she had had taken some boxing matches she had done some actual traditional boxing but is that what what the hold up was just negotiations and contract is that that it yeah it's just negotiations and stuff you know some athletes whenever they Whenever they potentially, whenever they originally sign with us, sometimes they're kind of on the fence and not really sure whether they really want to do bare knuckle or not. Sometimes it does kind of scare some of these girls away when they see some of these more vicious, you know, fights like um, Taylor Sterling and and Singala or uh, Sharissa. You know, mm-hmm. um, that was a very intimidating fight that I hear a lot of girls bring up, and then you know the and and of course uh, Christine and and Taylor Sterling. You know, I have a lot of girls who who bring those fights up and they're just like, man, these girls are savages. And I'm just not quite sure if I'm that level of savage yet. You know, well, I mean, but you, once I get you, in there, you see a fight like that, Sagala and Taylor Starling fight, and it might scare the toughest of girls away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one we wanted to bring up and, and we're going to talk about people that haven't fought or haven't had any ties to the BKFC yet. But okay. the last two, these two, I want to bring up before we move on, because they have fought for the organization, and I thought they had fights left on their contracts. Is these two women right here, who last time we saw either one of them, they were they were throwing fists at each other in the squared circle. Um, mm-hmm. t- Paige Van Zant and Rachel Ostovich. Um, they kind of came in, took the BKFC by storm. Um, Paige lost a couple fights, but they were exciting. She's a she's a huge draw. We thought she had one more fight on her contract, and I thought that Rachel Ostovich had another one too. Is there any news or anything about either one of those ever coming back? Paige doing it one more time, maybe? You know, um, I don't know that Paige is really um, too interested in in coming back and doing another fight. I think if the if the right fight was was um, kind of put out there to her. I know there's been a few people who have really called her out. I think if the right right fight was proposed to her, she might, you know, jump back in there. But as of right now, Paige is just doing so well personally, to be honest, mm. that she does not need combat sports at is. this moment. And it's just it's it's just a part of her life that she's kind of put on the back burner for a little bit. So hopefully that fire will reignite and, you know, the passion will kind of get back in there to get back in there and, and we'll propose the, the right fight and she'll, you know, take it. Um, yeah, so she seems, she seems to be no. doing okay. <laughs> yeah, She's just doing so well on her other endeavors, yeah. you know? And Rachel is just uh was she a one and done or two? Would, would she fight once or twice? twice? Yeah. I don't, I don't think, twice. I don't think yeah. Rachel is really awesome. Uh, Rachel's really uh, interested in coming back. Yeah. I think, um, I think she's also got a lot of endeavors going on that she's really successful in. And, um, and I don't, I don't, like I said, for both of these girls, I think that if we were to put the right fight in front of them, they would, they would come back, but we just don't have to be a lot of dollars. There would have to be a lot of zeros on that. Yeah. Yeah. It would definitely have to be a really high payday and it would have to be a really good opponent that they felt was going to, Really, All right, you know. now let's get into fishing now. Now me and Mike are going to start fishing for uh, for scoops, okay? 
Um, this girl right here was recent, recently released from the UFC. I know that she could fucking throw hands. She used to, you know, she used to be with Alex Nicholson, and everybody knows that Alex Nicholson is a fucking dog, too. And, and uh, her name is Hannah Goldie. There she is right here. Come on up there. Hannah Goldie. Has her name been brought up in conversations at all within the BKFC um, brass and any interest in Hannah Goldie? You know, um, Hannah Goldie's awesome. <laughs> she's she's an awesome girl. I spent some time with her um, since I've been out here uh, on this trip. She will be at our fights you know, uh, this week and, right. you know, we'll, we'll see where, where it goes from there. Of course, I would always be interested in her. Um, it would be a numbers game. I know that her passion is MMA and that she really, uh, wants to focus her career back to the UFC, but you know, numbers, numbers talk. So, We'll see what we can come to, and and hopefully we can come to an agreement. I'd love to see her in the squared circle. Yeah, once she's sitting uh, ringside, sorry, ringside tomorrow, mm -hmm. that may change her mind because I'm it telling might. you, that's what changed my mind when I went there. She's going to fall in love. It's the atmosphere. She's going to fall in love tomorrow night. Have her sit right next to Misfit and uh, have Misfit <laughs> talk her into it. Um, yep. Now, here's another one. And the reason why I brought her, bring this one up is because she is tied to somebody who has fought for the BKFC. And her name is Gina Mazzani. Has Gina Mazzani's name been brought up? She has a box. boxing. She fought for game bread. She has a boxing background. She can throw hands. She's a former UFC fighter. Um, any, any talks about Gina Mazzani maybe making her way over to the BKFC? You know, I've been after this girl for a minute. <laughs> I'm not going to Really? Lie. You have been? Um, okay. Yes. So, um, you know, she's going through a lot of stuff in her personal life right now, and I don't think she's ready to step back into fighting just yet. Um, I do have an offer on the table for her and I, I hope that, you know, she will, um, you know, end up taking that. Uh, I, I don't, I can't say too much about this conversation, you know, but I do know that, that, you know, it's definitely something that's taken into consideration for her right now. So there's been conversations. That's, that's, and that's good enough for us. That, that. that makes us excited because yes. we'd love to yeah. see her. We'd love to see her in the squared circle. Now I got a couple of Jessica's and then we'll leave you alone. We'll stop bothering <laughs> you. Okay. This one, Jessica, yes. the first Jessica, actually fought for a UFC title at 125 pounds. And the reason why I thought she would be a nice fight for, for Misfit is because she can bang in, inside the squared circle, I would imagine. Jessica Evil Eye. Jessica Evil Eye has a lot of experience. She's very violent in the MMA realm. Um, has her name popped onto your radar at all? And has any conversations been had there? I would definitely love to see Jessica in the squared circle. Um, I have spoke with her. Whoa. No, no interest. She's not interested. Well, you want and me to talk to her? Do you want me to talk to her, Jules? I, I'm very good at talking. <laughs> I know. <I'm> just, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing just fine. So um, you have had conversations with Jessica. I, okay. How'd those conversations go? I mean... I can't give out too much information about it. Hopefully, 
you know, we'll see some progress within the next couple of weeks and, and we'll know whether we're going to have her or not. We, we were talking, um, yesterday. <laughs> we were talking yesterday, uh, about, uh, you know, Gaethje, when we asked Justin Gaethje, he said, absolutely not. But then when we said to Rose Nami Yunus, she said, never say never. So, you know, maybe a never say never type of thing. Huh? You know, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, I can tell you one thing. I haven't come across a woman who's given me a hard no about BKFC. Good. You know, at the end of the day, money talks and matches talk. You know, it's like if I can put an opponent in front of them that has a backstory, someone they've wanted to fight, someone that they see themselves, you know, expanding their career with, and, and I give them a good amount of money, which David Feldman is really bless me to be able to to work with these girls with a more than fair budget for them and when i present them i'm i'm not getting straight no's from anybody i have not gotten a absolutely not you I know love, i, I love the i love the interest and then one, one last one and then we'll go to the comments um and this one I, I think I told you about her like like fucking six, eight months the ago. The funny part about this because is this is the one that know. I want to see her fight the most. I want to mm-hmm. see this one in the BKFC because <gasps> I, I, I don't know what it is. I just kind of like her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know what it is about her. Jessica Rose Clark, the, another Australian. Uh, she's fucking awesome. And she can she can throw hands in, in there. Any conversations with Jessica Rose Clark? Miss Jesse Jess. Well. Yes. How, I mean, what, are, is she going to be fighting soon? Um, <laughs> yeah. Can we book you know, her for the show? Can we, can we book her? Are, can we get her on here? People are going to think that I've just given you all of this, you know, information. But in nice fact, in fact, you two guys have sent me over a lot of these names as soon as they were cut from the UFC. And I reached out to them because you've sent me the information and the tips. So that's how you know this insider information. I know this so insider info. Just so you know, David Feldman, I yeah, yeah, am yeah. not talking. Listen, Feld, Mr. Feldman, I sent every single one of these girls' names to Jules the day they were released from the other organization. Like, literally the day they were released, I was sending these names to Jules. And I was like, Jules, go sign this. Go get this. Go Go get her. Get her. Get her, Jules. Get her. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, I mean, you obviously, um, when I get information like that and I look up and, and these girls are talented, they're forward fighters, they're aggressive, it... You know, these girls would be stunning in the squared circle. And it's time for us to really up this talent that we're bringing in. You know, I've debuted a lot of girls and focused on on bringing new talent in, you know, on a lower level at this point. And I think bringing some veterans into the mix would, you know, as I'm raising my stars up, I don't know if you've really put two and two together about this, but every UFC girl that we've brought over and every, a lot of our UFC fighters that we've brought over our homegrown talent is the ones who hold the belt. You know, our homegrown talent are the ones who are actually our champions across the board. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a neat dynamic to be able to put some of UFC's you know, greatest fighters against our homegrown talent and see 
who really has the eye for it and who really has the, the guts and the, and you know, the grit for it. It's true. It just yeah. happened. It just happened with oh, Lorenzo, yeah. Lorenzo and Chris Camozzi. I mean, yeah. Camozzi has a, a very long time UFC veteran and that was a great fight between the two of them. It could have gone either way on the judges scorecards, but Lorenzo homegrown talent, Mount Rushmore, kind of guy uh, walked away with the belt. Once again, he did his thing in there. Um, I want to go to the comments and just ask, uh, can you just tell us if there's any kind of conversations about any of these fighters that are already on your roster? Sarah shell. Are we going to see Sarah shell back again? We are a anytime soon, or just isn't being talked about right now. Um, I will definitely have something for her within within the beginning of the year next year. Okay. Christine Vicenes. Christine Vicenes was actually voted as um, the the rookie of the year for our show last year. We did an award show, and of of the four or five candidates, we let the, the fans vote for who their favorite rookie was, and Christine Vicenes actually took that last year. Um, any conversations with her? I can tell you that, um, that Christine actually – is one of the athletes that's gunning for the title and she needs okay. to get a couple more fights under her belt and and she wants to go for for christine faria and so we may see that fight you know within next year um wow. that's ultimately what uh her team really wants so we, we would love you know, to see, we'll that. see how that plays out We'd love to see that. Um, Sharissa Sakala, we talked about her a little earlier. Last time we saw her, she had a nasty injury. I'm sure by now her foot is all healed up. Any conversations about bringing her back? Yeah, you know, um, Sharissa Sakala, she just got her her doctor's release to come back um, from that injury. I mean, what a tough female fighter. <laughs> all I can say is oh, what a, a tough beast. woman um, to, to just – put her foot right back in place, you know, after she's yes. had it like that. And wanted to keep going up. I just, I, the grit that girl has, um, I, I am definitely going to have something for her at the beginning of the year too. I know that, you know, BKFC shoots to have 86 fights this year. Um, it, it's going to give us a lot more room to move a lot of wow. these girls. And it gives me a lot more room to build the rosters. Ultimately, I hope to get two to three slots, you know, once we get our rosters filled up enough and we per, can have card. women's fights on the cards, then that's, you know, that's the goal we're shooting for. Absolutely. Wow. So, so the 86 that they're shooting for 86, that's, that's going to include all major events, all the numbered events, the outside the, the United States events yeah, and the prospects, have right? To. And the prospects events. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's no way. Uh, and then oh, uh, there's way. <laughs> no, I'm saying to do numbered events, like to do like just number, that would be like impossible. impossible. And then uh and, and then a few of these other ones that just fans are asking, uh Heather Hardy. I have not spoken with Heather Heather Hardy. Um I she, she would definitely, you know, be a good name to reach out to. So, so whoever said that, thank you. I'll definitely check into that. Karate Hardy, Michelle Watterson. Michelle Watterson you know, was at the event in Albuquerque. So was Holly Holm. That would be another one that would be, I mean, like when their time's up with the UFC, that would be amazing. Any conversations with, with uh, Watterson or I, any yeah, idea? On I, that? 
I did, um, I spoke with her that night, you know, when she was there, I'm all about seizing the moment, you know, when I have moments like that, I sat with her and Holly Holm. I spoke with both of them. I know Holly Holm um, re-signed to the UFC. So obviously, you know, that's something that we can't infringe on. And then um, Karate Hottie, you know, she just, she is really focused on, she loves her kicks. She loves, you know, and um, I don't think that, I don't think she has a lot of interest. Um, she loves it. She respects BKFC. She respects the fighters. She, you know, has some really close friends that fight with BKFC. But yeah. I don't, I don't know that that's in her spectrum just yet. She cornered uh, Zagala. Yeah, she did. That's mm-hmm. right. All right. We and before we let you go, we do have to talk about two title fights that are coming up. Um, before we talk about the Misfit back one, because that's the last thing I want to talk about with you before we let you go. Fanny Palumpy versus Poe Denman is, is taking place this Saturday out in Thailand. Now, Fanny was supposed to fight Britain for the inaugural 115-pound title along, you know, back in Montana, whenever, however long ago that was, when she ended up beating Sharice Zagala for that title. Um, is Britain, is it 100%, is she fighting the winner of that? Is that what it is? It's, is it set in stone, or are we you playing it by ear and, and, um, and seeing how it goes? Yeah, you know, um, we definitely want to want to monitor Britain's recovery and how she's doing, and and make sure that her wellness is put first and foremost above anything else that's going on. Um, you know, Britain's our champion, and and we want to protect that. You know, um, I know that it is her dream, and she wants to jump in there just as quick as possible. I don't know if you've seen, but she's already back in the gym training, one armed, sparring, one armed. I mean, that girl is just. She, she has the heart for this. Um, we, that is something that has been discussed, but um, nothing is set in stone yet. Um, I know that Britain would really like to see that happen. She really wanted this Thailand fight and she was very upset that she wasn't able to take it. Uh, she, she definitely wants to expand her fan base and 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 she wants to prove that she's she's a legit champion and she feels that this will really validate you know her within her career so hopefully it's something we do see for for her sake i love the fact that there's options there you know what i mean like you have that and then we talked about gabby roman and jenny savage and if taylor starling goes down to 115 i'm sure britain wouldn't wouldn't stray away from a Taylor Starling fight or a Gabby Roman fight. You know what I mean? And those, the fans would love those fights anyway. So you definitely have options. Um, And our our last thing we got to talk about is we got to talk about Christine and Beck. We got to talk about Christine and Beck. It's happening. Number two is happening December 2nd out in Salt Lake city, Utah. The first fight was getting real, real exciting, really interesting. Oh, so oh my God. It was fantastic. You had Conor McGregor losing his goddamn mind right next to the ring. <laughs> yeah. it, it was it, what better time it, for him to come out. I mean, I that mean, was just perfect that he came out during that fight. Seriously, mm-hmm. he couldn't he couldn't have picked a better fight to come out right before the fight starts. He's standing up the whole time. He's shadow boxing while these two girls are just banging it out in there. It was an incredible fight up until it got stopped due to the cut. Um, was, was, a was a rematch something that misfit wanted right away? I mean, what, did she want to fight back right away or was it, is it really come down to the fact that they're, 
wasn't really too many other options and that fight was getting pretty exciting at the time that it got stopped so it made all the sense in the world to just go ahead and book it well you know in the combat sports world and amongst these athletes especially the champions they don't like to win that way then they don't i know christine doesn't feel satisfied when she wins you know by cut by dr stoppage that way she wants it to be a very clear um you know when across the board and um i know that when it happened beck was very disappointed you know she was very disappointed that the fight had had been stopped over a cut as well they both worked really hard during their camps to get in there and they both were showing it i mean we all saw it what an amazing exciting fight so many people thought that beck didn't deserve to get in there and then when she stepped in there she proved she she deserved to be in there and um you know, she was she was extremely aggressive with Christine and, and Christine's a forward aggressive fighter. So it just made for a dynamic, amazing match that none of us could have even saw coming that way, you know. Um, and and like you said, all the fans were invested. So obviously it was it was the natural um, response that we get we wanted to give our fans what they wanted and everyone wanted to see that rematch nobody got enough of that fight everyone was on this the end of their seats ready you know to really see it go at least you know a couple more rounds and um and, and we didn't get that so you know it's it's backed by fan demand um it was requested by beck and you know christine as a champion she could have always said, I beat her and I don't want to go back and visit that fight. Um, at the end of the day, the promotion is held to, to a standard to be able to find competition for Christine. And that can never mm -hmm. be an excuse for us to not be able to do so. Um, it will never be an excuse for us to not be able to do so. I will tell you that David Feldman has aces in his pocket and he is never a person to move without um, uh, smart plays and backups. You know, um, and and that's always going to be true for him. There seems to be a lack of, you know, experience that that can step in the ring with Christine. But yeah. if need be, we definitely have experience that we can pull. That, um, that's it. And, you know, I, and, it, and like it may you cost said. a little more, but it's there. Right. Mm, I oh my god is. i love that i love this fight <laughs> and, and, hey pull that pull that poster back up mike sure just, will just yeah i want to talk about this like but... this like this post this right here i don't have any of the single fight posters yet no gotta but, break them out but we have but, but so back in okay so let's, let's back in april real quick but but hold on before bkfc 41 was the best event in the in the company's history yeah and Four people, one, two, three, four, five people that were on that 41 card are on that poster right now. And and then then you go ahead and sprinkle in a, a Arnold Adams and Mick Terrell and a Kai Stewart, H.D. Davis, and then Todd Duffy. This That's is what I was, okay. fucking Look, bananas. Bananas, I want to go over each of these athletes just really fast. I know we're kind of go towards the end of the show, but let's say. Nah, you're good. Okay, so Davis, first of all, he is just on the rise. And what a, a splash he is really making in the promotion right now. Kai Stewart, the youngest champion that we have ever seen come across BKFC. This, this fight, to me, 
is the ultimate showdown. And then we go back over to Arnold Adams. Arnold Adams has something he really wants to prove. He feels like he was, you know, um, stripped in his last fight. He feels yeah. like his last fight was unfair. There's a chip on his shoulder. And I think that he's going to come in very, very strong, um, strong-minded and, and, and very strong, you know, just athletically. Arnold Adams is going to be really hard to take down because he no longer wants it to be a circumstance where the, you know, anything can get stopped unfairly. And Terrell, I mean, he's already proven himself in there. Look at everything that he's done. That's going to be a super exciting fight. Then, of course, Faria and Rawlings. I mean, these two girls, they are both just extremely exciting fights. You No fight that you put Rawlings in is going to be, you know, boring. And no fight you put Faria in is going to be boring. So matching them together is just like, it's common sense. Um, Rothwell and Duffy. Duffy has been waiting to come over to BKFC for for several months, yeah. almost a I year. I thought it was never going to happen. A year, actually. right? More yeah, like a year. yeah, almost a year. Um, there, you know, there was ups and downs and, and all around and, um, for him (laughs) to come in in his first match to be against Rothwell, um, you know, I spoke to Duffy personally and I've spoke to Rothwell personally. Um, I know that, that, you know, Duffy, he has the concept of what it really takes in there and, and he's ready to, um, show his worth. He's ready to to make a statement and and wants to show that BKFC is where he deserves to be and and that he's not leaving anytime soon, you know. And then you have Perry and Alvarez. No. Like, I mean, both of these guys, personality wise, uh, their fighting styles. You know, styles make fights. And these two guys, I can't see it being anything than the ultimate firework for this card. I that has like. Not to sound like a fanboy, but that has like fight of the decade written on it, not just fight of the year. Like those two guys are fucking absolute animals. And Eddie Alvarez proved in his fight against Chad Mendez that he fits right in there in the bare knuckle world. So if anybody that would be like, well, Perry's got the experience over it. No. Okay. Let's check that at the fucking door, dude. Uh, he's the underground king for a reason. He said it on so many, he told us on our interview with him, he's like, I probably have 400 street fights and I don't, I don't think I ever fucking lost one of them. You know what I mean? And we don't wear gloves in the streets. So like before he ever stepped foot into a professional MMA cage, he was fighting for a very, very long time and winning with bare hands. So, and then he, he went in there against Chad Mendez and he proved that he yeah. fits right in. That, and he's also you, won like a title in every organization that he Every to. single organization. UFC, Bellator, yeah. won. Like he is amazing. He's, he's won a title in every organization that he's ever stepped foot in. It's, it's yep. like a crazy stat that not a lot of people can claim. So, I mean, I would imagine, and he's the kind of guy that like if he was to go out there and get a win over Mike Perry – um and maybe some people would it wouldn't make sense to like put him say Mandel, say Mundell wins this weekend and they would and some people would say well Mundell doesn't his name doesn't carry enough weight to put in there with Eddie Alvarez but Eddie Alvarez seems like the type of guy that would be like I don't give a fuck what his goddamn name is he has a piece of gold over his shoulder right now and I want that so book me with shelf him. behind him you know yeah book right. me with him because I got to put another one on the wall behind me over here you know what I mean so it's an unbelievable card you got going 
Oh, I can't wait for this. Yeah. Cannot wait. Unreal. Um, We're obsessed, I think, Jules. I think we're mm -hmm. obsessed, right? I know. Yeah. I think it's safe to say. We have to be. (laughs) (laughs) You got to be. I'm sorry. I've been sniffling the whole time. You guys coming to Florida from Vegas, my allergies kill me here. It's like, I don't know what kind of pollen is here, but geez. But it's also the airplane, the airplane, the the recycled air on the airplane fucks with my sinuses every single time I travel. Like for a couple of days, I'm all messed up. Just like mm-hmm. I don't know. the hell out of me too, but we didn't even really. I didn't even notice it, to be honest. I, I really didn't. I didn't notice. Nope. Jules, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We have uh, a, a women's title fight this weekend. You got a women's fight tomorrow night, so your girls are going to be out there on display. Um, any final words to anybody? Anything you want to break? For we tried to pull some news out of you tonight, yep. but you're, you're very good at not. Again right now. Not, we're not breaking. If you want to break anything, do it now. <laughs> Final words. Go ahead. Let everybody know why they need to be paying attention to your women's divisions. No, let you get out of here. Well, you know, um, I, I wish all the girls good luck getting in the squared circle this weekend and, you know, health and prosperity for all of them. Uh, I love to see their heart out there and I can't wait to watch both of these fights. I know that um, there's been adversity for every single one of these women. I hope they use it as a growing, you know, position for themselves and to inspire them to to become where they want to be in combat sports in general. And, you know, paying attention to these girls is going to be crucial over the next six months. The next six months of me building these divisions and the fights I'm going to put together are going to be just bangers of fights these um i've been able to watch a lot of these debuts now i've put some girls on the prospect series i've put some girls you know throughout these cards and filled some slots and and saw these debuts the biggest thing is now i have their styles down so now that i have their styles down i'm able to look at that and make these matches to where every single girl's fight that gets in there is just going to be an all-out rock star type fight you know, and, and that's what I hope to see from, from every single one of them. I know that, that I'm, I'm so proud of what has happened with the, the women's division lately. And I'm proud of the women that have got in there and they just really have banged it out and, you know, put their heart out there. And I know David Feldman's so very proud of them as well. And we cannot wait. Ultimately, the big release that I will give you is this. I want a full women's card next year. And I have gotten an okay to do this. I won't tell you when, and I won't tell you where, but that is the goal for next year and the secret that I'll release to you. Now, well, so you just awesome. said you can't give it. I was going to say, when do you realistically think that would happen? Like mid year next year, like, or, or like, like towards the later part of the year. Cause you still kind of building the divisions. Like realistically, yeah, I would say- realistically I would say, um, second half of the year maybe in the second half of the year yes and, and um, i do i mean i do have a you know i have a month that i want to do it in and i think it is going to be very impactful it's going to be a, a month that we can also um you know get the girls to help us um give back to you know a charity and so um, we're, we'll, we're looking into donating a percentage of ticket sales to a particular charity that all of our girls can, can get behind. Awesome. And, 
I mean, it's just, it's an amazing thing. David is, is such an entrepreneur and such a big dreamer and he makes these things happen and he listens to all of us and the, and the passion that we have in order to do things. And he, he really is behind us 100%. And I, I know without a doubt that, you know, if I get out there and I do the work that needs to happen to make this happen, he's absolutely going to back me 100% and give it to me, you know, all the way. Incredible, incredible stuff. Good. good. We can't tell you how, how happy we are with the growth of the women's divisions, because that was something that really needed work. And, uh, I, if if we're guessing the month right, you can throw like pink on the fucking ropes. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're, we, you know, I mean, we're not gonna guess time or anything like that. But we, I mean, that. hey, an um, all women's card in pink would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, hey, um, it would be really, it would be with. awesome. Two I'm of sure. your fighters have agreed to fight each other in the comment section. I'm gonna <laughs> bring yeah, that up. Yeah, the fight has been made here. Uh, Sundance in Rome versus Roman December 2nd from Sydney Smith right there. Uh, and Roman's all about it in the comment section. They have verbally agreed. Go ahead. Book oh yeah. The whole thing. So they made a contract. They sent it back and forth. It's insane. <laughs> Look, you know what? I can tell you this, makes your job easy. This fight right here in front of these girls last night, they would, they would have flown out and came and been on this car tomorrow today. night. No doubt. <laughs> I, I, I don't it. doubt that at all. I know that is definitely a, a match that I want to see in the future. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Jules, it. keep doing your thing. Keep doing the great work that you're doing. Uh, hopefully we continue to see these big names and these, these awesome fights getting made. Um, Mike, you got anything else for Jules before we let her go? Yeah, right before we let you go, I just wanted to go through just a few. I was trying to take some of these comments while the show was going, but I'm sure I missed a ton of them. So you'll have to go back and look through, but you got a lot of love going on in here. We've got Matt Kohler saying, by God, it's my girl. And then we got <laughs> Travis Thompson, Jules Gray. What's up, girl? And then you've got uh, Misfits Life with the heart, right? And who is this here? Marty Watt. Our boy, Marty Watt. Jules Rules. And the one and only DJ Tony. We love Jules Gray. So you've got a lot of that going on in here. I wasn't able to grab them all. But uh, we love you. We love what you're doing with the sport. Thanks for coming on. And we're going to be uh, behind the scenes. We've been trying to you know, reimagine the show a bit. So in a couple of months, we're going to be putting out a little bit of a different product, not entirely, but I think we need to put in like a one once a month or a once every quarter, uh, Jules conversation. Yep. We'll have to create, um, like a little part of the show where you come in and talk about the women's division and where it's at and where it's going. So we'll absolutely, talk I'd love that. to do that. If you guys don't put me on blast all the time. <laughs> no, no, no promises. No I don't promises. know about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, BKFC no, 17. I can, take the heat. I can take it. I got you just, guys. Let's just so it. you know, BKFC 17. We've known you since BKFC 17. Yeah. We ate sushi. We had sushi, sushi with you. And we all sat and it was what Crystal Pittman, Mike Richmond. Yeah, there wow. was that was good. And and Lorenzo Hunt was Lorenzo Hunt was wearing a Mike and Mish t shirt on the yeah. other side of the restaurant. We were like, yeah. Oh shit, look at that guy over there wearing a yeah. fucking Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, awesome stuff, Jules. Thank you so much for giving you giving us a whole hour and twenty minutes of your time. You didn't need to do that, and I think we've kept you long enough. Enjoy the fights tomorrow night. I know you got a lot of work to do, so we'll let you go. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for having me on. And I just want to say thank everybody for all your support and your love, especially to the women in, in, in BKFC. They all appreciate it. 
Awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. All right. Later. There she is, Jules Gray, the BKFC Women's Division Coordinator. That is her official title. And I wanted to make sure I got that right because um, – you know, she's called all kinds of things like yeah. the M- the BKFC, M- the Empress, the, Empress. the uh, I don't know. I There was like a women's talent scout I saw somewhere said that she was that, which she probably is. But calling her the women's division coordinator probably is all encompassing. It's probably matchmaking. It's probably fucking talent, talent scouting. It's recruiting. It's fucking contract negotiations is that that title probably like encompasses all that shit so she's really doing a lot of uh a lot of shit right now she sure is uh she hit the ground running here that 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 is without a doubt uh when we when i talked about us sitting at breakfast with her that three days in a row basically we were down for breakfast and every day i know i was like yep 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 talking to her so she's she's Always doing something. She's always doing something. And I, and I do love it. They, there needs to be somebody that is primarily focused on the women's division 100% of the time. So it's good to have that. In all women's card, though, she's... That would be wild. It would be amazing. It would be awesome. Um, I think that she's got some work to do on building these roster, building the roster a little bit more, like in the next six to eight months, though, and able to, to do something like that for sure. I mean, yeah. like I said, I was looking at the roster, and she said that there's just not people listed on this website. But right now, they got 47 women listed between the 15 and the 25 division. And like I said, they still got Helen Peralta on there. They still got Jessica Link on there. We'd love to see Jessica Link come back, but she's busy with another organization. You got Maya Kuhn uh, on a lay, Kino lay. Um, she's still on there. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of girls on here that I'm not sure if we'll see them again. You know what I mean? Sheena star is is busy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Audra Cummings. You're probably not going to see her again. Uh, Pearl Gonzalez is off boxing. Uh, You know what I mean? It's a lot of, a lot of these names. I don't know if they're real solid on the roster. You know what I mean? Well, part of, what Jules has said earlier, she, she had said like, we're asking all these names to her. She said, yeah, I spoke with them. And eventually she said, none of them gave me a hard no, which to me is a huge step in the right direction for this sport. Because if you were to ask these same people, maybe two years ago, they might've just outright said, no, not doing it, not going to do it. Not it's insane. It's barbaric. Who knows? But I do know that this this sport has made so much progress in the last two years that people are actually saying, yeah, oh yeah, I'm even I'm not gonna say no, I'm gonna keep it on the back burner because they see all of the, the big names that are coming over and that is making them watch those big names. But in the meantime, they're catching all the other fights too. And they're going, you know, I actually like what's going on here. The production, I think, is a huge part of it too. The production of the company, as long as they keep putting as much effort into making the production as good as it is with the lights and you know what I mean, the dog and pony everything, show, that they everything put about on, it. it. It's yeah, it's perfect for people. I believe to the word is pageantry. Professional, Mike. yeah, pageantry. It has to look professional. It cannot look dingy. 
It can't have dimmed lights. It can't be crazy. Like, because it makes people think they're going to something lesser, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't make people think that you, if someone's high up, if you're fighting for the UFC, you're up there at the pinnacle. You cannot be thinking you're getting lesser. Even if you are moving down, like, Oh, I'm retiring. Like you're, you're at the end of your career. You can't be thinking like, Oh, I got to go and fight in the, in the woods. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not what, what they, they want. They're not looking for that, you know? So Mm. you got to make it look good. Absolutely. And they're doing, they're doing a great job with that. And I can't wait to see what they do in Thailand on Saturday. I know that Orlando card is going to be awesome, but yes, Orlando. Thailand, they, they pull out all the stops over there. So I can't wait to see, but so, so DJ Tony says great job, but until we get another student out of the week, I don't know what's going on. So here's, <laughs> uh, you know what, no. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a story and, uh, and I have a student out of the week and I don't know the guy's name and I wish I did, but if you look it up, it was recently, maybe like within the last week here in Connecticut, a nice gentleman was arrested at Walmart when he lost his goddamn mind in the fucking parking lot because he thought somebody abducted his five-year-old kid. But turns out he was just shitty, uh, shithouse drunk, and he ne- he forgot the kid at home. So when he called 911 and said, somebody has taken my child, the police reported <laughs> to Colby. Walmart they yeah they 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 reported to the scene to try to Colby see what's Parker going. Is his name. Yes, they tried to go see what was going on here. Did somebody abduct this man's? Turns out he fucking left the kid at home and he was you know over the legal limit and they arrested him for uh, driving under the influence. That's a fucking stunad, Mike. Do you agree? I do agree that he's a freaking <laughs> stunad. Absolutely. I mean. Listen, at least the guy was worried, right? Yeah, you know, I'll give him that. He, obviously, he's got some serious issues, but at least he freaked out enough where he called the cops immediately because he was like, oh, my God, someone kidnapped my kid. Holy shit. And he ended up just kind of snitching on himself in the end. Yeah, I wonder I wonder you if know? he would have char- – does it say what his charges were? Uh, like, was it just DUI? And I was going to share like, the – I was going to say, like, here, I wonder if I he got, we'll like – I wonder if he got like reckless endangerment for leaving the leaving a, a you know a five year old kid home by himself. Um, oh, probably. Probably calling in a, a kidnapping that never happened. <laughs> you know, what I mean, he probably got Park like, was six arrested. Oh, hold on, fucking pop ups. Parker was a re- arrested on charges of operating under the influence of alcohol or drugs, second degree reckless endangerment, risk of injury to a child, and second degree breach of peace. He was held on $25,000 bond and was expected to face a judge weeks ago, Tuesday in Rockville Superior Superior Court. The child was turned over to a family member, state police said. Uh, The State Department of Children and Families was notified of the incident and is investigating also. So, yeah, he's probably going to lose his kid for a little while. As he should. Student of the week. Hey, yeah, get off my grass. On the spot. Hey, get off my grass, asshole. Oh, man. Well, well you know what? We're going to bring back the student out of the week. I think we got to do know, that. I'll, I'll start. No, we do. We've been we've been so busy. And I, like, really, it, it, it takes a little bit of time in our day to find nice articles about dickheads like that. You I know, know what I mean? But you know what? It's coming back. We'll DJ create an Tony. avenue to have people send them to us. How about that? Well, let's make yeah. graphic. Have people send them to us. 
Oh, find out how, how about this? Yes. How about this? Yep. From now till next Thursday, if you guys yeah. see an article, if you guys see an article that you think is worthy of Stu Not of the Week, inbox it to me and Mike, either on our Facebook page or Instagram uh, DM. We'll compile them and we'll take the first, we'll take the best four and we'll vote on who the student out of the week is next week. All right. Yeah. Howie. Mission accomplished at gmail.com. If you find some articles, you can send it there. You can, like Kyle said, send them to, you know, yeah. direct message us on Instagram or Facebook or just send it straight to the Gmail. So do there it. It is. And That's we'll it, man. Student out of the week's coming back. Thank you so much to Jules Gray for coming on and giving us an hour and 20 minutes of her time to talk mm -hmm. about the women's division and, you know, allowing us to poke and prod at her to try to pull some fucking information out on some fighters that we do want to see fight in the BKFC. Thank you so much to her. Thank you to Nick, Nick Chapman uh, yesterday for coming on. Two great events this weekend, BKFC 53 tomorrow night in Orlando, followed by BKFC Thailand 5 Saturday morning. So you guys have got a lot of fighting to watch this weekend. Yeah, um, I can't wait. I think, that's, I think we don't have anything else to talk about, Mike. You got anything else? I'm good till, uh, well, this weekend. Can't wait. And we'll see you guys next week, right? Plenty to talk about next Wednesday. So we will see you guys next week. Enjoy the fights. Peace. <laughs>